Welcome to Color Me Happy. My name is Brandi Hofer. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm your host and I'm really honored that you are giving me a little bit of your time today. Yeah, so this week we have on Jesse Mann, who is a super special person to me because uh, she inspires me with her visions and ambition and and just uh, staying true to her passion and kind of doing it all. And I can't even list all the things she does because there are so many and I feel a great connection there because um, it's just you know, how, how can you say no in this life to, to, you know, things that can support other people or make this community a better place or, you know, make, make your life worthwhile. And, and Jessie shares some of these beautiful and powerful, um, reasons why she does so. And I'm really honored that she felt comfortable enough to share those with me. And it's a really special message. So, I'm really excited for you to tune into this one. You'll you'll come away very inspired and very excited to, you know, tackle anything that really kind of like I I just made a post on Instagram like a video of uh when we did a really large large mural project. Um and it was my very first one and it was so Oh, it was so incredibly scary, and I had never even done one before, and then here I am with a 50 by 14 foot one, <laughs> not knowing how or how long or how much it would cost to do this, but I figured it out, and I figured it out with support of my friends and family and the community. So many people were involved, and it was a really beautiful project, but um, it's just, so the post is all about, like, you know, if you if you really set your mind to something, um, it might take longer than you expect, or it might not. In that case, in in that story, but it it you're you choose your path, not others. You you choose uh, the things you want to do, and and you'll figure out a way, and you know follow those like I always call them little magic tingles, like that pull on your spine. That's kind of where mine sit. Um, if something's tingling at you, you know, honor it, you know, and, and, and figure it out. And, and why are you excited? Why are you passionate about something? I think it's really special. Um, we're actually working on a really, really big project and it's going to take years. Um, and actually, which is funny because in this podcast ep- episode, Jesse's like, I'm so glad we didn't cook up some grand scheme <laughs> in this episode. And then I was like, oh, hold on. I actually have something to tell you. <laughs> so yeah, you'll hear that at the end. Um, but she, I actually, after this podcast, little secret, um, I brought Jesse on as a project manager because I can't take on everything myself, especially this, this, oh, I can't really say anything, but it's ginormous. It's a ginormous project with a lot of, we'll need a lot of help and support from our community. So I'm excited to learn and I'm very afraid. I'm so scared. And I talked to Jesse about that and I talked to my friend Sean and and, you know, Jesse said, I wouldn't work with you if you weren't scared. So um, even if things are scary, everyone, just, you know, I, I, 
it's hard to say because I can't say anything about this project, but if I wasn't going to do this, if I didn't bring all the people together, if I didn't put all the puzzle pieces together, this wouldn't happen. No one else is going to do it. And it's something really powerful that can impact our community for years to come. And oh, I'm going to start crying again. Um, it's really important. So if I don't, if I don't do that scary thing, if I don't put years of work into something, if I don't, it just won't ever come. So spread your beautiful energy and your abilities and your capabilities and your everything, all of you with the world, because you're a beautiful, beautiful person and, and you deserve to be seen in your own unique way. Um, so enjoy this episode with my lovely friend, Jessie, and uh, stay tuned for more, apparently. <laughs> All right, chat soon, friend. Alrighty, you know what? Before you dive into that episode, <laughs> quick, um, we have those wonderful skincare tips from um, Nouveau Laser and Aesthetic Center still on my uh, skin journey, and you heard all about it in the last few episodes, so I won't tell the retell the whole darn story, but um, here is a great one, and it's a good one for leading into summer because it gets a little bit hotter, and I want you to take care of yourselves after all. This is what we're here for, um, taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, and seeing your everyday ordinary is extraordinary. Um, so drink water. This is Vanessa's great tip. Drink water. Drinking enough water to keep your body running pro- properly is so important. My husband always is like midway through the day, he's like, I've got the worst headache. I'm like, have you drank any water? And he's like, no, I haven't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he just needs a reminder. Um, so keeping your body hydrated on the inside will keep your skin glowing on the outside. So great tips. Um, and stay tuned for more of those at the beginning of each of our podcasts because Nouveau is one of our beautiful sponsors and we are so proud and happy that they are. Okay, enjoy again. Good. You're good? It dinged? Yep. Okay. It dinged. Okay, well, welcome Jesse, Jesse Mann, uh, <laughs> my very good friend, proud to call you my friend, and uh, just local badass, local amazing <laughs> female that I know, and even if we don't have like a project planned together, uh, where, where we're, you know, working and, and doing cool things in our community, I always just run into you, and you're always doing cool, cool stuff, so Let's start from the beginning. Um, I want to know like where you were born and and you know your journey because you you do so many things, but you also have this like other not separate life, but this life like um, I would say farm life almost like uh, yeah. riding and you're really passionate about uh, some really cool cool stuff. So yes, where where were you where were you born? Well, thank, first of all, thanks for having me, Brandy. Yeah, when Brandy you. Hofer calls me a good friend, I'm like, yes, I've made it in oh life. That is, <laughs> that's how I feel about you. Um, you are a local badass. I really appreciate the opportunity to sit with you like this. This is great. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me. I was born in Lloyd and lived here until the second grade. And then my mom and I moved to North Battleford. I graduated from there. And then it was important for me to come back to Lloyd Lloyd draws you in. There's something about Lloyd. Um, obviously, you and I choose to make our home here. The people here are incredible. You know, once you spend some time here and you kind of jump into the creative, especially the creative community, it's uh, it's just you can't get away from it. 
And so I wanted to come back and my little brother was still in high school at the time and I wanted to come back and go to Lakeland College. I thought that would be a good fit for me. Turned out to be a great fit. And uh, that actually, that time at Lakeland turned into a lot of different aspects in my adult and my professional life because I really, it was a really good move for me to come back. So born and raised Ish Lloyd, Ish North Battleford. Um, dad and that family was north of town and my family there. So it was kind of just back and forth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what did you study at Lakeland? Did you, did you take any sort of photography or did, was that just like a side passion and you are self-taught? <laughs> this is actually a funny story. Uh, I took education. I have my master's from the U of R. So I did two years of university transfer at Lakeland two years at the U of S and then got my master's from the U of R. So education is what I'm trained in. Uh, photography, I was working for the city, I believe at the time, mowing lawns. And I went to the bar five. Brandy, do you remember the bar five? <laughs> of course I do. I remember it from a small child because my dad is a has vending machines. Uh, and so he would have a cigarette machine and we would... <laughs> Yes. I don't know, but yeah, so, and also my dad was a chef, so we were always in these, like, bars and restaurants as children, which is so wrong, so interesting at the same time. I don't know how that was allowed, but we were, yes, I do remember the bar five from yeah. a very young age, and then as a young adult as well. If you're from Lloyd, and you are our age, and you don't know the bar five, our age, I guess, or a uh, generation above, I don't know where you were. Um, that was such a hopping little place. And yes, spent many times in bars as a kid too, which I won't get into. And I, <laughs> but yeah, so I went into the bar five and I ran into Reed Kiba and Reed was out and we were visiting and he said, come in for an interview. I'm like, ah, no, Reed owned the paper at the time, still does. And, uh, I thought, no, I'm, I'm just going to mow lawns. That's good. He said, come in for an interview. Okay. So I went in there. It was a, in my head. I would love to hear Reed's version of this because sometimes with me, time changes the story a little bit. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I went in on a Monday morning and he's like, okay, like, let's, let's start you. We're going to have you work at the paper. I had never picked up a DSLR camera in my life. And I wasn't even particularly interested in English and writing really. And so the editor at the time was busy that day. He handed me a recorder, which I didn't know how to use this DSLR camera, didn't know how to use. And he said, I need you to head down to the Lloyd X and interview. There's going to be a guy there. You'll know who he is. His name's Lauren Calvert. Go and interview him. Find him. You got this. I, well, I got nothing to lose. So I went down there. Lauren Calvert was the premier at the time. <laughs> I'm 19, maybe. I have no interest in politics whatsoever. I've never been in a scrum. I have, yeah. I did. So I just... I jumped in as Brandy, you know, I will just jump in and, and hope that I don't drown. So turned on the recorder best I could saw REC. I was interested in video at the time and in high school. So it must be recording, grabbed a couple photos and just sort of followed the other people with cameras around. So it looked like I knew what I was doing. Got a not bad picture, came back to the office. I wrote a, a story it was like 5,000 words or something. He's like, this isn't bad. I can work with this. Just starts cutting absolutely everything. Oh, gosh. Trims it back. And yeah, then I started working at the paper. Long story short, a few people asked me to cover uh, some weddings, kind of second shoot some weddings. 
and started doing it for free, realized that there was kind of space in the market for it, especially at that time, uh, that it was uh, high pressure, which I really, really liked. I liked that it was sort of a stressful um, job to have and also realized it was a lot of work. And if I was going to keep doing this, I should get paid for it. And the rest is history. Yeah, 300, wow. 300 weddings, I think now. And yeah, it's time to maybe do less weddings and do some more of the other things I'm starting. But photography really did. And that day in the bar five really did change my life in a sense and give me sort of a different quality of life with being able to have a second job like that while teaching and and moving into positions in the Catholic school division. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think there's a really valid lesson there that you should just do things and don't overthink it and try it out even though you don't know what you're doing at all and see if you like it and if you don't great and if you do like it and you fail fine but keep doing it if you love it and and you'll get better and better and learn and grow and like if you think about like your early photography and how much it's grown like i know with myself with artwork like just like the old stuff you're like holy moly i can't believe yeah. i sold that to people um not devaluing the old work anyone <laughs> but you no know, you gotta start somewhere so we learned and that's what i really love about our community is that people will give you a chance which um is very opposite of larger uh centers right it's so competitive and it, you have to like intern for three years for free and like people just throw you in here and they have faith that you know you'll pull it off and it's it's actually quite incredible um and we both know kim from nara studios and he immigrated with his family and they chose Lloydminster and I asked him like why did you choose <laughs> Lloydminster like I just asked him like it's so cold in the winter and you come from a hot place like what would interest you in this like ice zone and he's like there it's just on paper like there is so much opportunity and of course he started a whole business uh, from scratch and has done very well and saw something that no one else saw. Right. So, um, I think that's really incredible. And, you know, where you think of where something started and then where you are today with it, it's so, so special. Yeah. I've been reflecting on that a lot lately because it's, it is time. And I, uh, you said it perfectly. There's a lot of opportunity here to try things. And so, and I'm such a trier. And I've moved into some different type of avenues that I'm really enjoying. And in my 20s, I was, yes, yep, sure, I'll go interview the premier. What's his name again? Um, Never <laughs> heard now, of this guy. Yeah, who is this guy? And now in you know my mid-30s, after having learned some lessons, and I, I wouldn't say I'm burning out, but I'm having moments where I'm like, holy cow, this has been a lot for a long time. It is time to do a little bit more personally and have a little bit more flexibility yeah i'm just realizing no is a powerful word too and no you know what actually i'm good thanks and um passing on things but i yeah, say or, that thank you so much for thinking of me what an honor yeah but or i'm a no give a really high <laughs> quote or something and be like this is what it is if you can meet me there i have done that four times this week it's oh, just dear. like it's crazy i feel you so hard and i know because i had a and i shared this in our color me happy community that i took a pretty bad 
burnout and actually uh um and now i have to have a five week or six uh surgery from getting sick and like mm. a six week recovery i had not that i want to talk about health issues but a hernia yeah, i had a herniated belly button like tiny nothing never heard after teddy uh my third pregnancy and my abs separated and then so i got super sick after doing way too much way too much um and i got so sick and the coughing like popped it out oh so painful and now yeah now look at what happens when you burn out right yeah. you suffer and you have to you have to have even a longer recovery and time to bounce back if you take like time to rest or if you practice saying no or no thank you or that is a beautiful opportunity you know um but it's just not for me but i recommend this person um and i think that it's really that is just something so powerful and we when we set our limits and boundaries and then we leave room for those great opportunities um and and to value like time right now i'm i should have been doing this giant mural project and i'm so grateful that like like something has happened and and we're postponing and rethinking and and i'm just like sometimes it works out the way it's supposed to yeah. right yeah it's just so it's really it's really i think people have to sit back and reflect and take you know make that time or pre-plan i know you're a pre-planner too like plan out your months and leave room for those those rests because you do take on so much. Um, so one of the things you have so many things that I can cover. So <laughs> I want to fit it all in. Um, I want to talk about your podcast and your partner in the podcast and what it is all about. Yeah. So my partner in the podcast is Michelle Sayers and we have the Radically Relentless podcast. I started podcasting with Kristen Travers uh, with my why years ago and we loved it and so we focused on telling stories of people who had turned tough stuff into fuel to move forward with their life and we had a lot of fun with it we really enjoyed it Kristen is such a gem and um, Kristen has gone back to school five different times she's doing all kinds of different training and she kind of realized um, a new path that she wanted to be on and life is just yeah it's so stinking busy and so we decided we would put my why kind of on a pause. Well, we may even still pick it up and do videos with Kim down the road if if we so choose and maybe even podcasts down the road. But the uh, the biggest thing for me was I really missed having those conversations with people. And so I thought, well, I'll move forward a little bit with my why and she can come on when she kind of wants. And we had talked about that. And so I had heard about Michelle Sayers out in uh, Marwane with Beauty from Bees. And she is one of the most fierce human beings on planet Earth. She's one of the kindest uh, people I've ever met. And You're so I went that. out there. I want to meet her. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll have her on my podcast. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah, she's absolutely just a kick-ass human being. And so I went out to podcast with her. Kim came with me. And after the podcast wrapped, Kim kind of looked at us and I kind of was feeling it too. And Kim's like, there's sort of something here with the two of you. And she was starting a podcast on her own, but just maybe wasn't, you know, it was just not something she had officially put out there yet. And so it felt really weird for me moving forward to with my why without Kristen. And so I'm like, well, if we shelf this, then that's still available if we decide to do that. 
But then we realized, hey, wait a minute, there's something here with Michelle and I and, and business ownership and gritting through some of the business sides of it, less personal, even though, you know, telling personal stories of people is a big part of what we do on Radically Relentless. Yeah, so we just bit it off. We started meeting at Home Hardware all the time and decided we were going to start uh, a, a podcast of our own. We are big planners and we are big dreamers. And so we were going to do this twice a week, once a week. And it just is not logical with how busy we all are. Yeah. And so we do it when we can do it. We absolutely love doing it. You, you know this, you do this. There's never a conversation where you don't learn a ton. There's never a conversation that is a waste of time. It's just time. And so, yeah, Radically Relentless is out there. We just released an incredible one last week with Delaney, 10 years cancer-free. She was a child cancer, uh, cancer uh, patient, and she is just this amazing survivor who is wise beyond her years. Oh, and wow. it's, yeah, after that conversation and now editing it and, and listening to it a bunch more, there's so many things I'm applying day to day just because of that conversation with Delaney. She, it's, I said to Delaney, you changed my life. And she smiles and she's so sweet. I'm like, you don't realize what some of those conversations put you into a path and you choose one path or the other based on some of the things that you learn. So I'm lucky to have Michelle. Um, Beauty from Bees is also a business that I have gotten rid of so many chemicals in my house because of Beauty from Bees. I feel great. My skin's great. All of the things. So when she uh, is designing new products and creating new products, a lot of the times I'm the one begging to try them and then ordering a ton of them. So I'm just constantly inspired by her. It's a little like situation with you. I'm like, I can't believe I get to be friends with these people. And uh, yeah. But you, you, you attract it. You choose, you choose to see, to see, see that light in people and you choose to surround yourself with, you know, people who will lift you up. And, and do you want to talk about that journey? I know you had like, how did you come into that? Cause I know like with um, surviving something or struggling, there's always, it's like an impactful moment that kind of shifts your life. What was your impactful moment for you? Oh my goodness. I have had a lot of impactful moments um, and a lot of life changing things, some good, some bad. Uh, a big thing for me young in my life was uh, my older brother passing away. I was in high school and I was not really focused on the future, on um, going to school on taking things too seriously. And when he passed away, I remember, um, a moment where I just realized he wasn't here anymore and he must be somewhere else. It was sort of a spiritual thing for me. I can't really describe it. And I just started taking life seriously. I went back to school when, when Dusty passed, I was missing a lot of school. I was not taking school seriously. When Dusty passed, I went to, uh, school every single day for the most part. Uh, I took it very seriously. Uh, my friend Sarah is always like, you just went from never knowing even where the library was to you were always at the library. Uh, well, yeah. Well, and I just so full of spirit, you know, yes. like yeah. that was a big, that was a, that was a hard. Yeah. Well, I obviously, mean, you know, you, like just, you knew him. Yeah. It, it sh shattered the community. Like it was, and I could see how that would, um, you know, really, yeah, you know, derail your life. But what do you choose, right? Right. Yeah. So take it into something more powerful. 
Yeah. I don't even know. It took me a lot of years to look back and be like, why am I saying yes to absolutely everything? Why am I uh, jumping into every single opportunity I possibly can and searching out opportunities? If I had an hour, I'm like, okay, what's an education award I can apply for? What is it was it was almost like um, compulsive, I guess. Maybe yeah. that's not the right word. Manic. And you know, then years. Yeah. 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 Years go by and I look back and I'm like, why was I like that? And then I think, oh, okay, well, I was like that because a part of me, a big part of me was like, well, he can't live anymore. So I'm going to live and take every opportunity because I don't know how much time we have on earth. Mm -hmm. And it felt like if I was just laying around doing nothing, what a waste of time. And then it went to that cell. 30s and you break your pelvis in your back and you're laying in a hospital bed and Kristen and is snuggled in there with me and we're talking oh, about wow. life and I think oh maybe actually I should slow down a little bit and part of really soaking in life is soaking in small moments and making you know memories with the people I love the most I don't have to have a resume that has a million things on it and I can maybe have more of a legacy that has some really impactful pieces on it. So that was a big thing I learned from Kristen and two moments that kind of shifted me from, I'm going to do as much as I can for that resume and start living a little bit more for legacy. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. had some very, you know, in your face life challenges, like very, you know, those things. Yeah. Those things change a person fully. Yeah, I'm still getting pat like the rug has sort of been pulled out uh, quite a few different times with people passing away in our family and this the, my accident and things like that. And it's uh, I now have to be very conscious of if I start pulling away or taking a step back from someone or something. Is this am I taking that step back because I don't enjoy it or am I taking that step back because I'm scared it's going to go and it's easier for me to control and say, well, I'm going to end that or I'm going to step back to protect myself. So it's such a conscious mm -hmm. thing to make sure that the lessons I'm learning, I'm applying and I'm sticking to and not falling back through, you know, fear or, um, yeah, I guess, I guess a lot of it maybe yeah, is, it, is. Yeah, fear. it's definitely easier to give up and it's easier to, for sure. But um, I think, yeah, with everything you've got going on, um, and what you've gone through, I think you honor so many things really well, and you are driven and you do, you do touch people every time you go somewhere. Like, I just like, and we, when we get in a room, it happens too. We could do this and this and this, and then it grows into like this thing. We're, Who knows? We're both doing so much, right? Like, so it's yeah. pretty cool, but I feel that from you when I'm with you. And I think you're right. It, it does leave a legacy and you will. And um, speaking of so small, small little things. So you started something very big this year you announced, right? Yeah. The doc. Is that which which one you're talking well, about? Well, yeah. Exactly. Which which thing are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so um, the new studio, like your new business and your new and the documentary. Yes. Yes. So again, okay. When I was in high school, the big thing that I loved was video. I loved video. I had won a barrel racing on the weekend and probably more cash than my mom should have allowed me to. Oh yeah. By the way, she's a barrel racing badass. <laughs> uh, it is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So I had won some cash and 
my mom always let me look after my, you know, I think I was 14, 15. I was responsible for my cash and paying my entry fees and having my money. That was how she was teaching me. And so I took that chunk of cash to school with me and got a ride to, I, I'm going to say it's Walmart. Sarah would know my friend, Sarah, and we bought a video camera and it was not cheap. It was, Sarah says that she remembers it being like 1500 bucks, 2000 bucks or something. And that I had taken, teenager, that's a like, that's your life. That's a lot, right. That's a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, so I took it, we bought a video camera. I remember bringing it home and said to my mom, like I bought a video camera today. And she's like, with what money? And how much was that? I'm like all my barrel racing money that was supposed to be for all of my entry fees, a million different things, probably food. Anyway, she was not thrilled with me in how I remember it again. I wish she was here. And yeah, so then when I graduated, there wasn't really the opportunities maybe that there are for video now. Certainly, I mean, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 21. So yeah, and then I benched that, I guess, when I started taking photos. And so then when I met Kim Caprell with NARA Studios, he started to let me play with video a little bit more. And my job with the school division allowed me to play with video. And I realized that that's actually a true, deep, deep, deep passion for me is filming. And definitely more so than photography. Love what photography has given me, but it's just something I can't deny when I'm seeing, you know, memories be made and being able to capture the full memory on, on film. And we had always toyed with the idea of doing something bigger. And we had done some projects with my Y telling stories of grit and grace in the community and had always dreamt of doing something like a documentary. We had ran into Chris King, head coach of the Rustlers, and he is, he's an incredibly colorful coach and human being and easy to put on film and watch because he, he <laughs> you know him, yep. he's, a he, he's a character. And he said, you got to come in and film a season with my girls and hear about what they overcome mental health wise, hear what they overcome and see the level of which they play in our community people it, we're not a basketball community and actually i'm gonna actually say we're becoming a basketball community a lot because of what he's doing with his company and things but mm -hmm. we're not a basketball community and brandy i'm gonna be honest i don't love basketball it's not my favorite sport i don't know even if i love it anymore now after spending <laughs> you know two thousand hours you love filming storytelling it. you love yes. storytelling and the narrative and the and everything that goes along like all of those things were leading up to yeah doing that so we met with the girls and the girls realized you know women in sport is something it's so discouraging you see um a male sport and there's millions and millions and millions of dollars in fans nhl is a prime example the oilers are playing and it's a male sport and they're where's where the female version of that and so that was something that was passion that kim was passionate about having two twin girls that he wants to grow up and have people in the stands for and inspire his own daughters so we decide we're going to do it we are going to film a documentary and we are going to follow this team around to hundreds of practices events life moments games and put this thing together and what were we thinking a little bit <laughs> but we did it we did it and we worked really hard at finding incredible sponsors synergy credit union i made our wildest dreams come true with making it possible so that we could do this uh, lakeland college we've had 
the Health Foundation step in too to help us with events that supported the team. Yeah, this community. We would not have been able to do that if we were anywhere else. I believe that. I believe that in my soul. Um, yeah, so we're in post right now. We are putting this thing together, meeting over storylines and Kim's doing his thing and we will continue to work on this for about the next eight, 10 months and enter. I think the plan is going to be to enter film fests and try and get this seen by as many people as possible. And Kim says he's not cutting his hair till it's on a streaming service. So that's if what's you... going on. <laughs> yeah. Are you wondering? No, he looks dapper. No, he yeah. looks handsome. I saw him the other night at the Health Foundation Gala and he looks great um he's got a man bun that he sports it's gonna be as long as ours brandy here pull it off yeah exactly so if you see him caparel quickly that's right it'll be as long as ours at the end yeah if if you see him around town and his hair is cut then you can go on to amazon or netflix and check out our documentary if his hair is long you know we have not succeeded (laughs) i can't wait because you know, you guys pop in here or we're on projects together or the Walmart thing was very cool. Yeah. Um, Brandy, yeah, that's what started this. That. We, that, that's we kind of what that. started that. Yeah. So Brandy will be humble. Um, so I'm going to take this and you can jump in. But Brandy and her family get asked to be in a Walmart commercial, which is mind blowing. They bring a crew, one of which worked for W5 and amazing different projects. In the midst of COVID-19. Yes, in the midst of the pandemic. And we get this email. We're driving to Kim and Gliza made me, force me to go to Ikea. I think that was where we were going. And he gets this email from the team out in Toronto. Can you be a part of this Walmart documentary? We're like, oh, because oh, I said, Walmart I said they were like, <clears throat> we can't bring the whole team. There's like you know per house number limits right so there can't be a gathering in a home over said amount i don't want to say the numbers because i don't remember and i don't remember how many we were supposed to have and how many we did and And we probably broke the rule but i sent like four emails saying this is my these are the people i work with this is their names this is the these are their websites their contact information um so you don't have to bring you know and pay them because they pay them like but it's oh, this was over a hundred grand. I'm sure they so, spent on this thing or more. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you don't, you can use like, you can, you, they're amazing. Like they're so good. We've already worked together. They know everything. It'll be really comfortable. Here are their contacts. And I was like, please use my friends. Cause I knew they had money. <laughs> yeah. Right. I didn't actually know how much like, but they added way more than I thought and paid yeah. way, my friends way more than I thought, which is, <laughs> well, thank you, Brandy. spectacular. Like, okay, keep going. I want to hear a different perspective. Yeah. So we were a little terrified and can we do this? Can we do that? And they're asking for roles. Uh, I still don't know if I know this, right? It's DIT or DTI. And it's going to, Kim's going to listen to this and be so embarrassed. I don't know and said that. And be like, we're supposed to have twofold films. It's supposed to be this documentary. You still don't know what a DIT or DTI is. Anyway, we've got to outsource and find a lot of those people. We were we were so lucky through your amazing recommendation to be finding the art director. And so bringing Leah on and doing all of these um, pieces and makeup and hair. Like, can we pull this off? And so I we we do, I think. We, we pull it off. We go. We film this thing. 
I am that headset and the the walkie talkie I had, Brandy. I've never felt so powerful Power. in my whole entire life. He's like, can you get me a water on it? Thank you. Over. I don't even know what the right words are. I'm running around. I'm solving big problems, little problems. I'm flying through Walmart. I It was the coolest experience ever. And I, I think we realized there, especially when, so people won't know this probably about the commercial, but the somebody, um, not us, not us, not Brandy, not us, uh, lose a lot of the footage. And so Kim is able to, we drive all over town. We're still trying to help the commercial that is still being filmed. And, and we started at 6.30 a.m., everyone. This yes. was, and ended what, like at 8? I was finished at about 11 o'clock when I dropped off the um, memory card with the restored footage that Kim masterly found the from, I don't they even figured know where. Out there was lost footage or something. Something went yeah. around. I, we were filming here. I was sitting right there saying, that's why I Walmart about 75 times. Yep. That's why I won't. That's what, that's why, that's I, why Walmart. I Walmart. I was like, I'm fucking this up. This is <laughs> at 75. Um, turns out I don't want to be starved for commercial. No, it was fine. It's just, it is a lot of pressure to say something mm -hmm. differently. 75 times. I have yeah. a lot of, um, I hold actors to a very high tier, yeah. you know, a platform because they, what they do is very challenging. But anyway, something shifted. You could feel it in the whole house because I'm very in tune with uh, reading people. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, something is going on. All of a sudden, everyone's really, really mad. And I create an environment in my home where it's comfortable. We're happy. We're happy you're here. I love chatting with you. And then all of a sudden it was like magical to like, it was so you, the energy just was like, I'm like, what is happening? And they didn't yeah. tell me because they didn't want to be rude because I was being so kind to them and they were, you know, yeah. and they were so We were great. trying to keep it from you big time. I was like, put on my, what, what was my role even? I had the call sheet up here. I was a project manager assistant. I don't know what I was. Anyway, I was trying to take that role so seriously. I was like, don't tell Brandy. She's the star of this show. She needs oh, to be. You know, like, <laughs> we need her to stay happy. We don't need it. We can solve this problem. So Justin from Toronto calls, and he had been the one that had kind of lined everything up. He and he's amazing. like, he was amazing. Love that guy. He's helped us with the doc even. He's just um, amazing. So anyway, he calls and he's like, Jesse, shit has hit the fan. There is footage that has been lost. Um, you've been like crushing four it. Today. Hours of Walmart footage. Yes. Can we and say this? I'm not sure, but I did. don't think Walmart's listening. Yeah, <laughs> probably maybe not. And if they do, they're no. gonna be like, wow, this local team worked really hard and she was really awesome and and um yeah, come back so for like, another commercial. You know, them all the stuff, like so all the footage they shot from Walmart employees. You were there, I was not. My kids mm -hmm. were there, I was not. It was like the best morning of my life. You guys took my whole family <laughs> and like took care of them. And then I was dripping sweat in Walmart. Shopping in Walmart, like mm -hmm. and they like filled a cart up. It was so I'm like, they will never do this again because I can't imagine like kids, like it would just mess up kids so terribly. Like, here pick whatever you want from the store. It's on us. Like, 
it's not a good lesson for children. Um, no. And they were on like cloud a thousand. They they had a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun. Your husband too goes down in the record books as being like the most chill, dialed in, still made it fun. I'll do anything. We had some moments, him and I, where we like looked at each other and we're like, this is a gong show. Are we going to survive this? And we're like, okay. And then the my headset goes and I'm running for something else. But no, that was uh, a really cool opportunity that showed us that we can do bigger things like this. Justin called and was like, you guys are, you know what you're doing. You worked really hard. You kind of saved the day and saving the day was, I mean, I just ran around and, and did things so Kim could try and find this footage, which he is an absolute magician. We kind of saved the day. Yeah. Kim stay up for like 36 hours or something crazy like that straight. He might have in, yeah, he sure might have to get everything. And then we had to send still days later, we're sending, I think, hard drives to them, or I'm not really even sure what happened. You after that, too. They were like, we don't have enough. And we reshot. Yeah. More time and money, everyone. And that's you, right. So their crew was gone and they trusted, they loved you so much that they trusted you enough to take it from there, which yeah. How crazy is that? Like, okay, so to give you guys an idea, like while I was saying that's why I'm Walmart 75 times, three people were on the like other end over in the other part of this house down here with like execs from Toronto and wherever. And they were like, no, she has to say it again with a pause and then yeah. do it again. Mm -hmm. And like they were every, like it was live feed to somewhere else. And to make sure that crew that they sent was getting everything properly, of course, because like reshooting is like such a pain and they would have to, yeah. you know, pay everyone to fly back and whatever. But they got lucky. They got lucky with you guys. Right. Yeah, that it was it, it was such a cool experience. It felt like Hollywood, honestly. And I, I, I mean, it. I felt like Hollywood came here. They were it's so addicting yeah, piping in like a, a, a screen of you with them saying, no, do it again, do it again, do it again. And you're seeing all of these marketing magicians that get paid thousands of dollars an hour to sit and be like, that's not right. That's not right. That I've never witnessed that. And then for them to call us back and say, can you build a crew again to go and do more filming? And that crew was Kim and I, and they were happy with the footage. We're like, holy cow. Yeah. We, we can sort of fake this Taylor, a little bit. <laughs> Taylor. So my, my, our other photographer friend Taylor, who's behind yep, me, right there. I'm like, she, we can see her. She's so inspiring too. Um, <clears throat> I should also have Taylor on, but um, I will. Um, note, Michelle, yeah. <laughs> Taylor, yeah. Awesome. So Taylor got hired as well, and of course, she's never done a corporate Walmart shoot. She does similarly what we offer in our community, like you know, a bit of commercial, but mostly, you know, inspiring, like with our family wedding, stuff like that. She's like, I'm here. I am in the Walmart parking lot. She's just like, uh, <laughs> she's like, she I had to take a picture of your van going through the Walmart parking lot. She's like, I have no, no yeah. clue. And she got, you know, paid per photo, which is really awesome, unedited. So it's like, okay, sweet. As you know, as a photographer and editing, that's like the longest part. So yeah. they're just paying you for raw photographs. It's like, 
pretty awesome. And, uh, and it was really fun to be like comfortably surrounded by friends. And what does Walmart do? Not use the commercial, but just one photograph. Hey, maybe it will still come out. So good. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it, I'm not, my sister's like, that is the best scenario being paid to do a Walmart commercial and it not come out. Yep. Um, we're I know. still feel like we're going to see it. We it got told we did small. a good job. Maybe we didn't. Maybe this whole thing was a sham. Maybe Kim and Jesse botched it. They're too nice to tell us. We get this like, no. holy cow, we can do this. And I we don't create a documentary. So. <laughs> this documentary, maybe we have I like, think, a very unrealistic expectation. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think those they have to be very conscious of using minorities. And we are not. So I think, to be honest, I think at the end of the day, they want to include everyone and not focus so much on, you know, like we are very fortunate. So um, there's a lot of privilege there. And it was a powerful story and it was beautiful. Um, it was all about how convenient um, curbside pickup is for a, fam a busy family. So obviously I'm an artist and I get more time to to work but i think it was so beautiful and so like artwork like they have to think of it from a commercial perspective and like i think the what was um the main director's uh like the yeah the camera what? like the main cameraman or yeah, the guy yeah. in the big boot adrian yes adrian i think he got so caught up in like the art and the beauty of the whole space there was probably a lot of that <laughs> In there. Right. And how can Walmart use it? And, you know, when we capture this space as a team, when it's all full of people and magic, people always come in here and they're like, it's so small. I'm like, because we make it so big, you know, yeah, it's easy sure. to get, especially you could see he's very artsy and he creatives bounce off one another. And he got very, you know, into that and was pretty cool. Overall, the coolest thing. So, I want to hear, like, it gave, it. I think it gave us all a little bit like, wow, we can do, we can do anything actually. Yeah. And Kim sort of said that. And one thing I will say is that when we were on set that day, one of the guys goes, this is turning out really good. This is turning out really good. And he's like, well, I hope we use it because if they're, because of masks, there were masks in it. And by the time, you know, you put this thing together, a lot of the mask mandates and having masks and things change. So I believe you're right. I think it's a bit of the minority. And I think it's a lot about that. We had some masks were in there. Employees and they, in masks? I don't know if the employees were, but there were masks in like oh, background. Oh yeah. They couldn't, there's no way they just wouldn't. They don't want to have that, you know, and in things anymore. But Kim said it best when we, he did an interview with, with Synergy and he said that, we we've learned through working with amazing people like yourself that Lloyd is capable of doing big creative projects in our little community. We have so many people that we can draw from. There's just a, I can't even tell you how many times we're like, Cody, Cody Maz, do you have a cord? Can we try this? And Kim is the king with, you know, Jason Whiting. They're switching lit lenses and cameras back and forth. If you ever get into a pinch here, you, there's somebody who will step up and help you. There's somebody who will offer gear. There's somebody who will just say, yeah, come and second shoot for me and I'll teach you. Um, we can do really big things here. just pulled up this giant. Yeah. 
I need to do audio for my book. Right. And I can't leave my home. And Kim and I tried to do it in his studio. I'm like, I can't sit and talk for eight hours straight. We tried one day and I was like, he's like, is it me? I'm like, it's not you. It's it me. me? <laughs> he cut. So Kim dropped this mic off on my doorstep. Like it is so special. It It mm-hmm. is amazing. And so has anyone done an audiobook here by themselves? Probably not, but we're going to figure it out and we're going to edit it and it's going to, yeah, it's, you're right. It's crazy. It's, there's so much talent and so many resources and the more we work together and the more we collaborate and the more we realize that there are no bounds um, and, and you can make anything work because the support and love is there. Mm-hmm. it's yeah, there you sure. don't even have to really go looking for it it's just it's there and I've seen it in so many beautiful ways and um I'm just excited for you know what's to come in all of our futures because yeah. it, we'll continue to work together yeah right? home a home show with Brandy with your family I still I dream about doing this we want Brandy and her husband and kids to build a cabin slash art retreat and then film a home edit show with with you guys and now I will assure you Brandy it is a good thing we didn't learn all of the lessons with you guys that we learned on the dock we will apply those and uh yeah we're so lucky and we will we will do it but you know what there are there are some things that need to there are things that need to fall into place and we don't have to do it tomorrow but um I that is still I have so many things that remind me of like what I'm doing. I still have the picture of my oh, you still have that. Oh, I look at Brandy. it because it will happen. It might not happen in the spot. It might not happen in the place, but it will happen in five to 10 years. And yeah. we will, we will make it happen. The boys surely won't be as cute, but oh, they'll be just, they'll just turn into more handsome than oh, cute. Gosh. Yeah. Um, but it it doesn't matter. I, I, yeah, I still have that dream and, um, and we will be more ready and it, it will be very cool. I have another project that I can't say about that is in the works, but, um, and I know that will get me closer to, you know, creating safe spaces that creatives can retreat to, or, you know, people who have had a uh, struggle in their life, they can retreat to, uh, youth who need to connect to their creativity. And so I think with, with the way I'm working with LPSD and, and the incredible women there, um, is that I think it, this project could be something even more evolved and more special than I imagined it could be. So who knows, who knows, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah and here we go again we have very big dreams and and that is okay yeah I still I say all the time we were at a youth council event the other day and it was so neat we did it was called Lion's Lair and Eleni brought us an idea of like youth entrepreneurs anyway we're at this event and I just I realized that we can do absolutely anything we just got to put our minds to it we have all of these people doing incredible things. You can just reach out and ask for help. People will jump in. And I said to one of the kids, I do not know what I want to be when I grow up. And I mean that. And 
it's funny. I will hear people who maybe just met me uh, explain what I do. And a lot of times people are like, ah, she's a teacher. She's a teacher. We're going to say she's a teacher, which, yeah, yeah, I am a teacher. I just haven't taught in a really, really long time. <laughs> um, I have a lot of like different irons in the fire and I'm excited to add more, take some away and grow some bigger ones for sure. But I don't know if you feel that way, Brandy. I know you're an artist and you're a creative, but I don't, I feel like we don't know what we want to be when we grow up and we're going to be 80 and out in your backyard drinking some delicious tea and eating some things being like remember when we said we don't know what we want to be we're 80 and we still have no idea what the hell we want to be when we grow up oh i think it's because we just you know have those those impactful moments and and i think it's more powerful to honor your journey than anything else because no we don't it's not about like missing out, but I, I think when you honor your journey, you can get in, into these incredible, even beyond your imagination, you know, things that that leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We talked earlier about just going through tough stuff and how does a person do it and, and things like that. Well, it's because of this community that I think um myself i've gotten through the tough stuff i think it's a lot of a lot of people go through really big scary terrible things you can always look to people here for inspiration as well um certainly i look at you know people like how did you do it well how did i do it i'm like there are people that conquer way bigger things that i get to see every single day that are people that i can't believe we get to be around and we get to be surrounded by my little brother with his accident and um, seeing how he has built his life around not being able to walk anymore. I mean, who am I to say life is tough sometimes and to see the smile on his face and to um, be welcoming a baby right away and getting married. And um, yeah, there's just always people here that you can look to one for help and support, but two, just major inspiration that are absolutely crushing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Mm-hmm. It, it, like gratitude, always coming back to, you know, being gracious. It's easy to get caught up. It's yeah. easy to be angry or upset. And those emotions are fine. But if you come back and look at, you know, what we do have, and we do have so much opportunity that a lot of people in the world just don't. And um when you think about you know your brother's accident and health and mobility being stripped away in an instant um and how can you overcome that like you just have to be grateful that you can get out of your bed simply in the morning and and that you know you're surrounded by people you love and you're surrounded by a community that supports you and you have these these really amazing things and it's it's easy to do that with a simple uh, exercise of subtraction, like, you know, where would I be without my partner? Where would I be without my mother? Where would I be without my child? It's simply just like gratitude. Yeah. Cheryl Holtby is, I started doing websites during COVID and I absolutely love supporting small business and have, I guess, 20 companies I get to work with now. And Cheryl was one of them. And Cheryl and I became fast friends and she had taught for years and went back to school and she became a counselor. Now she started this new big business. And 
uh, she has taught me a lot about, she was in with the youth council and I had her come in and work with the kids and I'm in the corner just writing things like Matt. I felt like she was speaking directly to me and I was in like a private counseling session with her. And now I'm lucky she's a great friend and, and she will say, come over for dinner. And I feel like we spend the, the whole time analyzing my life and she has helped so much, but um, I get to and and statements have changed so much about what I do and such simple, simple, simple things. Um, I, yeah, I feeling... remember I wrote a big thing on I get to and mm -hmm. you told me your book needs to be titled I get to I get to oh did I oh that's funny yes. and then again that's rooted back to Cheryl but you know I feel uh, a little overwhelmed I will admit June is way busier than I ever should have done to myself and I know better and I was having a moment and I'm like I cannot do all of this. And, you know, I feel like there's a family weekend this weekend. I'm letting my family down that I can't be there, but it's bike for breakfast and I'm entered in a rodeo and I still have health concerns of my own that I need to like try and take some downtime. And there's just a lot of things on the go and I have FOMO and I have guilt and I was being all stressed out. And then I gave myself a giant kick in the ass and I'm looking at my calendar and I'm like, this is so stressful. I'm like, I get to shoot 20 grads in 30 days. I get to I know yeah feel free to laugh I'm like holy shit I get to work with an amazing crew and help raise money for for kids and I get to be inspired by that group that has done such amazing things and have a tiny tiny piece of helping that I get to there was a time when I couldn't walk for six months I get to ride and run my horse competitively I get to and I went through that whole damn calendar and I went I get to I get to I get to about everything I got to the end. I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, I'm having a bath. I know I can't do everything. I'm one person, but I get to do all of these things. And when it's really stressful, um, Cheryl's will say, you know, like, yeah, I've bitten off too much and I don't get to sleep for a week. And I'm going to have a little bit of extra money in the bank to spend more time in July at the lake. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I am missing out on a big chunk of family time this weekend. And I will make up for that by inviting brew to go for a round of golf. Mm -hmm. So those have after the grads. changed. Yeah. yeah. Oh Lord, I will do this. I will survive. And I get to shoot 20 grads in 30 days. Yeah. While working full time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I hope you stay healthy during that time yeah. and you will. I and will take care of yourself. You'll have moments where you rest and go to bed early. Yeah. Um, juice, celery. I just found the name of this. I don't know if I've had it as a name, but I will take that because I did cover it in my book quite a bit. And it's a very strong point. Um, so this will be called I Get To for sure, yeah. this episode. And I will reflect on that some more. And um, hey, maybe it'll be a whole nother book. Uh, maybe not. Can't wait. I, do <laughs> I get to read this thing for, I'm putting you on the spot. Do I get to read this before everybody? Or am I, do I, you know, do I? Get do like you a like, sneak peek? Do you like editing? I don't, but I'm relatively <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of okay at it, I guess. <laughs> so yes, uh, I will edit. No, for so my friend Sheila is taking the fourth edit at it, and then it's going to my editor again, and then it will go to formatting. Um, wow. and then I will I will do audio. <clears throat> so all before August 4th. 
uh yeah so you'll get I'm there you'll do it's it it's like so far away but it's not and no. I have to I maybe should text Sheila today she's like this is taking way longer than I thought but it's already gone through so many edits so I'll just have to be like Sheila yeah I can't <laughs> but wait she's I'm so very meticulous that's why I'm trading her she's getting a custom artwork done so oh awesome. that's another lesson for creatives right there people swap swapping swapping is so powerful and so it's it's part of lifting one another up uh and it and that's how we've all you know done our thing really mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty special and and oh it's just the best it's you're the best thank you, you so much right back at you <laughs> and see i like could never stop talking to you but we do have to go because we're both so my kids will be gracing my presence soon and uh they didn't make it in this one so you know what was nice about that well not what was nice because i love when we get together and we are like okay well now we're doing a home a home tv show and we've got all the this was nice just to chat with you and also not have fifty-five thousand things we've just added to our list of all these projects we wanted to because next time i see you i feel like we are going to have to have a post-it note and be like okay Here's 15 things. Let's get our lives on track and yeah, keep stewing and dreaming our dreams. No, yeah. the, we didn't come up with anything super big that is new. Tuka, I'll text you in 15 minutes. With, I do want to <laughs> tell you about something after we stop recording and it's a secret and I'll tell you all soon. But thank you, Jesse. Stay on. I'm going to chat with you quickly. Okay. Thanks Ish. for having me, Brandy. Love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in and giving me a little bit of your time today. Um, it was so beautiful to have you here. I always appreciate your time and support. Feel free to reach out. Um, I'm really great at messaging on Instagram at Brandy Hofer Studios or um, in our group. You're welcome to join. It's the Color Me Happy community. And um, that is just in the link. So you can click on that there. Um, and we support other women and, and do our best to um, help and donate and do anything in our community um, through, through, the, through the means of, you know, having, having, having the means to do so. I always try to give back, whether it be time or friendship or uh, teaching or monetarily, and it's really important. And in our community, it's all about inspiring and living your every day um, is extraordinary because it is, and I want that for you as well. Uh, obviously, I don't feel woohoo every day. <laughs> That's not realistic, but I I do feel really honored that I, I have the ability and the means to inspire others and help others in any way I can. So I hope that you do as well. Um, I want to thank our beautiful sponsors in our community, Red Bicycle Communications. They're uh, big supporters of women in our community. In fact, they have a um, an award, their Women in Business Award that they just launched, and this will be the first year. So I'm really proud of them. It's super important. Um, and really, you can, you know, you can set out Oh, Jill tells her story in her in 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 one of our podcasts of how you know she started. She decided I don't know if this business will work here, but we'll give it a try. And it's grown, and she surrounds herself with really 
uh, a beautiful staff of women who support one another and do great things in this community. And um, so now they have this award, which is really cool. So always just give something a try, right? You just never know where it will lead. And that's all we can ask of you, um, that you take your ability and do the best you can with it because it will, by you doing so, you're an example. You will inspire someone else to do so and so on and so forth. So your journey is important and your unique journey is important. Uh, be sure to check out our Taylor collection. It's a really cool collection, full of experimental pieces. I couldn't let the boys help on the like finishing touches of this one because it's epoxy, which is resin, and you have to like torch it with fire to get the bubbles out. <laughs> but they're these really sweet arches, and I can't wait to see them. I, they were in a gallery, and um, so we got to see them hung, which was really cool, but I can't wait to see them in like a space that they belong in and like the arches are epic I have to say so that is leaving PXP Contemporary Gallery on May 26th it is also in our BHA gallery at brandyhofer.ca um, and yeah enjoy I hope you had a great or are having a great uh, Father's Day weekend and you got to spend time with family um, and and you know just finding love in your day and thank you so much for being here. It's such an honor to have you. Be back.